Hey, it's Josh Cohen from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! In order for the magic to work, you have to truly believe in the magic. What's up, Magic fans? I'm Mikey, and welcome to another episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Uh, Today is Thursday, the 18th of November, 2021. Uh, Before I jump into today's episode, if there are any New York Knicks fans watching this episode, bing bong! (laughs) Bing bong! Gee, that didn't work, mate. That was so bad. No. There you go. No. Yeah, I was go. waiting for you to do the old uh, jiggly face. Oh, mate, no. I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> I'm not like those Nick fans. And you said to uh, me, you'd do it as well, so I knew you wouldn't do it. I know, I was just trying <laughs> to stitch you up, but there we go. Good stuff. So uh, I, I was going to say, as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, but the last few weeks we've had people missing. So uh, we've had Gary filling in, but uh, this week we are rejoined by uh, Geraint. How are you, pal? Very good, thank you, mate. Especially after last night's performance and uh, having a smile on your face all day is always a, a, a good thing. And, we're, and we'll get to ref rant later in the episode. So you've got two weeks worth to catch up with this week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Paul, are you feeling better, mate? All good, mate. All good. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, vaccine booster left me a little bit low. But uh, yeah, all good now, mate. Yeah. Excellent. Nice to have Excellent. you back, G. Thank you very much. Thank you. I've got, um, just for those who saw where we were referring to him as uh, Cardis Kuzma and things like that, G would like us to actually go with Cymru Kell. Yeah, or Cole. <laughs> Kell or Cole's fine. <laughs> but I, I think you jinxed it last week. I think Kuzma went off on us because of you saying that. So uh, that's on you, Paul. <laughs> Not be the first time that I've got something to, to be blamed for. Never yeah. mind. No, I enjoyed the episode. Well done, boys. Okay. And uh, moving on to our special guest this week, we've got a friend and a Magic fan, Luke Jalil, who's actually one of our own. Um, if you're on Twitter and you're a Magic fan, if you're not following Luke, then uh, you should be because you like a deep dive, Luke, don't you? You like diving into stats. Yeah, I, I do love stats. It's uh, probably one of the few people that do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, mate. Really appreciate yep, no you uh, giving us the time. Um, so we're going to start off because you're a UK Magic fan living in Orlando and you go to Magic games. So tell us about your Magic fandom. How did all that come about? Uh, basically, when I moved to Orlando, I lived in downtown Orlando. So the stadium was a five-minute walk from it. So I just started going to games once I got here. Before I came to America, I'd not watched any basketball whatsoever. And then once I moved here, I was like, well, I need something to do. Just started going to all the games and now just season season ticket holder ever since. So when when did you move out there, Luke? Uh, 2012. Oh, so uh, you've had some that, bad, not, bad not, basketball not, to watch as well. Yeah, not really seen much success. Basically, uh, I came here and then they started being terrible. <laughs> the guy's got, he's, that's the same for me, isn't it? That's the year, that's where I became a Magic fan. I started watching basketball around 2011 and I became a Magic fan 2012-2013 time. So we have the same journey, my friend. And you two... Uh, we've, only, we've only known rebuilding and losses. 
Uh, it seems a bit more promising this time, though. I've, I've got more yeah, hope does. this time with the car than previously. Absolutely. And, and you guys are uh, from the similar neck of the woods, because is it Keeley you're, you're originally from, Luke? Keithley, yeah. Keithley, yeah. 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 A few miles north. Yeah. No, no, nobody wants to admit being from Keithley, though. It's <laughs> not really something to be proud of. <laughs> and are you a Leeds fan like Paul there, Luke? Uh, no, I am not. I'm a, I'm a Manchester United fan because that's oh, no. sporting. <laughs> That's all right, mate. That's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Blown. Should we, we end it there then? Thanks <laughs> yeah. like for coming on. United fans, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's a bottom row here at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> it's all right. I've I've got the bragging rights after after we uh, beat you five 0 a few weeks back. So, do you keep up to uh, keep up to date with all the football and stuff? Living in all, yeah, that yeah. yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's fantastic because I can watch all the games. Like, there's there's no blackout here, so every single game is on. I wake up, I watch them in the morning, and I've still got the rest of the day to do stuff. Like, by the time the three pm games have ended over here, it's like noon. So, it works out pretty well. Excellent, excellent, good stuff. Okay, right. So we'll move on to. Uh, we'll, we'll just quickly uh, recap the uh, Jalen Suggs jersey giveaway. Uh, I, mate, I've got it right. I can see Paul laughing there. You uh, just struck. You have to concentrate so hard on it every week. It's brilliant, mate. Honestly, when I when I cocked that up a few weeks ago, it just rolled off the tongue. I didn't even have to concentrate. But there we go. Never mind. So uh, our friends from the NBA Store Europe and Fanatics are giving away a Jalen Suggs jersey. Uh, to one lucky winner all you need to do is two things subscribe to our youtube channel and leave a uh, sorry a comment on our episode looking at the 21 22 season schedule uh, just telling us which magic player you're most looking forward to seeing the most this season even though we're now 15 games into it uh we are when we hit 300 followers sorry 350 followers uh, on the channel we will do a prize giveaway for that jersey um i think we're on 337 so we're literally like 30 inscribers away so as soon as we hit that number um hopefully on next week's episode if we can hit it by then we'll uh do the draw next week um if not very soon so uh if you're not subscribed make sure you are okay so a bit of magic news before uh we move on and talk about this week's games um First thing we want to talk about, we're a little bit behind because it's already been heavily discussed on other podcasts and on Twitter and places like that this week, is the uh, the return of the Orlando Magic theme song. So, uh, Luke, I'm guessing you were in the arena for that the uh, the other day. I, I actually wasn't for that game. It's oh, okay. The, yeah, I haven't been to, so no, I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, mate, you missed out, eh? What, what, did, do you th- what do you think about the song? That is great. We should, we, should, we should play it every game, every single game. Yeah, play that song. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Mikey, kudos for you on uh, our podcast entry, our entry rather, putting that on there. <laughs> I, I stumbled, jump on everybody else. I know. I stumbled across oh, ages ago, and then when when I thought, oh, we need we need a proper YouTube intro or a little video. I was like, what could we throw it back? What sort of like little hint could we throw it back to like the OG day? So, yeah. And I was watching, I was what is it Merlin the Wizard? I think his name was, or Marvin? Merlin, I think. Merlin Marvin the Wizard. Wizard. <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a Martian, but, uh, mate. 
Yeah, that's all right. That's good. Um, <laughs> hey, that's got you, hasn't it? I didn't think it was that funny, but there we go. God. But, the famous no, wizard Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be in the blooper reel again? No chance. I think so. Oh, Mikey. Every week I, you help me I, out. <laughs> you started make, to make me look good. I make you feel better about yourself, don't I? Hey. Honestly, but, uh, pal. Yeah, no, the song is a classic. There's, it seems to divide a few people, but I think the majority are, are a fan of it. What do you guys think? Uh, I think it's brilliant. I mean, I've got the uh, Orlando Magic CD from in the in the nineties, and it's wow. uh, it's on there. Track number twenty five by Getting Productions. Um, yeah, I love it. You know, how can you, you have songs with you know Slam Dunk Sesame? Brilliant, and um, you mentioned the, the the wizard Merlin, the wizard. Um, and I don't know if you listened to the, the Six Man show this week. Um, Jonathan did a very very good impression of him. Um, be interesting to see what Luke does, but please bring him back. Maybe you could have Jonathan Osborne as as the wizard at as the Marvin. How, how cool is that? Marvin, yeah. I, I, so, I, uh, I think it's great. I think it's great that we've done that. I, I, look, yes, it can. It's probably very cheesy but you know what it's a bit of entertainment at the start of the game um listening to how it went off in the arena it was massively well received um i, th- I think it's the sort of thing they should bring back you know we look, look at it here um you've got at, at ellen road they still play the 70s marching on marching on together at liverpool you've got You'll never walk alone. I'm not sure about what Man United's got. Um, <laughs> We've got men, you know. men of Harlech at Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. So all those sorts of things. Uh, it's Zulu. good to have. It's good to have those things that signify it's two, three minutes from the start of things. It, it builds the atmosphere. I love it. I think we should keep it, bring it back. United have got a new one, haven't they? Ollie's at the wheel. That's a new song that's going to be taken off. <laughs> yeah, probably not for too long. <laughs> But we won't go into Man United. We won't go into that. But no, what I don't should... think we need to bring back, mate. Is the uh, dance routine and whatever that we had that uh, was was shown the the video of him of the performance on on the court and all the dancing there. That's probably not needed. But just play the song; it's cracking. Love it. I don't know. It's better than some of the entertainment we see in between <laughs> quarters and a half time. That guy with a tennis racket. <laughs> Yeah, oh, well, the guy. What, who's, who signed off on that? That was abysmal. <laughs> In fact, well, that was my cue yeah. to say, no, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and I like dogs, but the guy, the topless guy with the chihuahua, I mean, come on. Was that just me? <laughs> or do you guys enjoy that? Don't answer that. They've got the lady on the unicycle as well, haven't they? With the plate. Is that Red Panda? Red Panda, that's it. She's always there. Yeah. What are you going to say, Luke? Uh, I I didn't think you guys would get all the halftime shows. I I didn't realise you got them. Is it always on show on NBA TV? (laughs) When you're watching live on League Pass, then you get all the halftime stuff. And uh, you used to get more of the timeout stuff. At the moment, they're showing a lot of videos. Um, but you're starting to get more and more of the, of the timeout stuff again as well. I, I personally love that because it's, uh, it's it, it gives you that feeling of being back in the arena, and I miss that. I really miss being in the arena. 
I tell you what I noticed, guys. Last couple of games, so, Dante's reports. We're not getting there. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't all... like that. You do you do live, I think, but you're not getting them on the edited mm. side of things. So if, you, yeah. if you're not watching live, it's you're not getting the uh, Dante's bo- uh, audio. Yeah. Full experience. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the guys are travelling to road games this year. I think they're only there at home games. So maybe you just uh, anytime we're on the road, you're not getting it. Maybe he's no, done a couple. Well. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely done a few. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was nice. It was nice to get another uh, post game interview this time as well, Jalen. This time around, <laughs> an explicit one. Should we leave it at that? <laughs> Uh, any post game interview, they need to cut the mic on our guys. <laughs> he did apologise before saying yeah, it, though, he, didn't he? He did apologise. That's what, I, that's what I loved about it. He just went, "Excuse my language," and then bang, full on. And you went back to David. He's like, "I'm okay." <laughs> Jeff yeah. trying to hold it together. Yeah, yeah good. quality, quality. Absolutely love it. Well, we'll talk about that very shortly. Uh, so heading into this week. Uh, in terms of updates, obviously we saw the return of Jalen Suggs last night against the Knicks. Um, and there's, as far as I'm concerned, no update at the moment on Fultz, Isaac, MCW or Eton Moore. So they are currently all listed as out going into no that. Class. I can't no, you're not at all, mate. No. You're just going to have to no, say it, G. You're just okay. going to have to throw it in there. Um, so the Magic started the week off with a home game against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Um, really, it was a rough night for the Magic, who had no answer for James Harden and Kevin Durant. Uh, Orlando struggled offensively, um, especially beyond the arc. I think they shot 12%, which is a, is the first time in Magic history that they've shot below 13 Uh on at least 30 attempts. So it was a horrendous night shooting the three. Uh, the Nets extended a 12-point halftime lead uh, with a 19-point lead going into the fourth quarter and they held the Magic to just 15 points over the last 12 minutes. So the Magic went on to lose that one, 123-90. to 90. Guys, any quick thoughts on the next game? I'll start Luke. I mean, Kevin Durant was unstoppable that game. He just yeah. he didn't miss all game. Like, what what can you do? You can't defend that guy. So it's obviously we needed to shoot better. But when he's going off like that, there's not really much you can do. No, I can't remember who it was who I saw tweet out that I'm sat in the arena and watching these shots that Kevin Durant is putting in, and they are so on the point. You cannot describe how accurate his shooting is and he was being really well defended as well it wasn't a case that we weren't defending him well he was just on fire yeah yeah it for me the shooting the second half I can't remember how many points we scored it was probably 30 points between the you know the two uh, final frames uh, only standouts uh, Franz Wagner he t- yep. 10 points quietly 7 rebounds with 6 steals um, so showing his defensive prowess there um, Wendell Carter only scored well he scored nine points and five rebounds but he only played 18 minutes so that was a little bit strange he didn't have foul trouble and um, I've been really impressed with Wendell especially the last couple of games I think we made the point that he needs to be a bit more aggressive going to the hoop and uh, I, th- I feel like we've seen that in the last two weeks so uh, you know long may that continue but he shoot 
against that Nets team and you know it's not going to end well is it no do, do you think some of it is maybe where looking at looking at Brooklyn's numbers I mean Blake Griffin only played 18 minutes in that game so maybe was I don't remember far, that far back but maybe he was mirroring Blake's minutes a little bit I'm not quite sure but yeah but Wendell's had a good he's just had wasn't a good, good night was it? Then. no it was, it was bad so moving on so we we then uh, finished the uh, five game uh, home stand at home to the Wizards uh, Orlando posted just 37 first half points playing catch up for most of the night the Wizards took a 22 point lead heading into the fourth quarter as the Magic continued to struggle offensively for the fourth time in the last five games the Magic shot below 40% from the field and when they're doing that they're they're going to struggle aren't they uh, so the Magic lost that game 104 to 92 so guys quick quick thoughts on that one as well Paul I think the night was summed up by Jalen Suggs limping off in all honesty um, you know it was again it was one of those that was you start out watching it and you're hopeful and you think this is going to go somewhere and by the time you get into half time are you really watching this it's, it's on it's in the background um, but mate Cole again 22 points Wendell 17 Mo got a what is almost becoming an obligatory double-double with 14 points and 17 mm-hmm. rebounds, three blocks. So, yeah. And you know what? When Suggs went off, I also thought that RJ played quite well. RJ Hampton played well to cover uh, for Suggs' absence. I thought he, he picked up well in that fourth quarter. So, it's what it is. Yeah. Gee, you said on... Uh, um the last episode you were on you asked us the question about are the Magic taking too many threes did you feel that was a, a point against the Wizards um, maybe <laughs> they took 40 against the Wizards and they, they shot 32.5% so it's not where we want to be um, and looking at the four games between uh, since the last episode they shot 38 against the Knicks 43 against the uh, Hawks 40 against the Wizards and 33 against the Nets and the highest percentage they shot there is 37% so they're taking a l- volumes there um, if they're the right shots you live by the three you die by the three essentially and we're not shooting the ball well enough from, from downtown so either you know we need to be do it, having paint, paint touches and kicking out and swinging the ball around a bit more getting better looks um, the guys just need to shoot the ball better and yeah. having Mark Hell in there who um, you know is a great <laughs> distributor uh, get the defence to collapse um, I think we'll get better looks so if that's the way Coach Mosley wants to play then you know so be it uh, you'll see the games that we've won we've hit the threes the games we've lost we've we've not you know mm. succeeded have we but um, yeah that, that game Bradley Beal out you think oh, okay but they've got a lot of depth that you, you probably don't rate, you know, that highly. But you come to watch them play. Montrez Harrell had his way with Mo Bamba, uh, his physicality. Um, that person we do not name, starting with a K, shot the ball well. But you know, anyone can win the lottery. So uh, typical had to happen against us. So uh, no, in fairness, Kuzma played well. Um, but they were the better team, and we couldn't get it done offensively. Are they are they starting yeah. too well, G? The Wizards. Sorry, Luke. 
because because before the season gone. you were you were, before the season you were like oh no the Wizards aren't aren't all that and me and Paul were like no they, they've got some depth and they're top of the they've East at depth. the moment yeah they do have depth and they're, they're playing good basketball so uh, kudos to them um, I, th- I think they're one of them teams I think they're one of them teams again that we've seen it before you look back at some of the potentially some of the Spurs sides of the past where you've got one or two star players but the rest is people who you wouldn't necessarily call a, a top player but the, the but those parts come together and form something far more than the than the individual and I think that's what we're seeing at the moment with 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 Washington's play now you said it in the group chat the other day, Paul. You said Kuzma's actually out of LeBron's shadow. Yeah. He's getting, you know, he's getting shots up. He's getting a lot more playing time, a lot more responsibility. And he's actually showing what he can do. Um, and where Sensal Jr. is doing a fantastic job there. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. let's hope it doesn't continue. Yeah. What what, were you, what did you <laughs> see from the Wizards game, Luke? I mean, the, the Wizards have one of the best defences in the league, so we're always going to struggle. Um, I, they're, they're sneakily good. like Well, not probably not so sneakily now. They're, they're the top of the standings, but yeah, they're a lot better team than I thought they would be. Um, it's just crazy that some of the guys that they have playing really well couldn't really get minutes elsewhere. Like yeah. Montrezl Harrell, wasn't, he, he was in the running for sixth man of the year, went to the Lakers, did nothing. And now he's back to beasting again. I mean, him against Bamba, that is probably Bamba's worst matchup in the league. There's, yeah. there's nothing he can do against a guy that's that strong. Um, and Wendell Carter Jr., he got into early foul trouble. So that caused Bamba having to play more minutes against Harrell. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, like he, he's been fantastic for them. And like, I, I don't know how the Nets couldn't use him. He got injured and they just let him go. It's like they, they could use him now with Kyrie not playing. Absolutely. And let him walk. Yeah. But you think so, about the Lakers as well, how much they traded for Russell Westbrook. And what's Russ actually doing there? They'd be better off if it kept Harold and Kuzma and um, who else is there? The shooting guard. Uh, Caldwell Pope. That's yeah. the one, yeah. So, um, there we go. What, what, what were you looking? What do you think the uh, the Magic's biggest problem is, Luke? Like I said, that that Wizards game is the fourth time in five games that the Magic shot below forty percent. What, what do you think that's mainly down to? Do you think uh, it's just because we're, we're young, or it, it's partly because we're young? I mean, rookie players are always going to be inconsistent. That's what happens, um, especially rookie guards. They have the hardest coming into the league. So the fact that we're thrusting Suggs into that role, I mean, he he didn't he went off injured against the Wizards, right? So he didn't play the full game, but he's been asked to do far too much. So of course he's going to struggle. Um, I think once we get Fultz back, we're going to be much improved because we're really missing a playmaking guard. Um, so Suggs has struggled with his handle. Um, Cole Anton is more of a score first guard. Uh, RJ Hampton's not really getting the minutes, but He's he's more of a combo guard rather than a playmaking guard. I mean, some of his passes look fantastic at times, especially when he goes up and makes those jump passes. But I think some of that's luck. It seems like he goes up in the air, goes to make the pass, and then it's like, oh, is there someone there or not? He makes yeah. the decision to make the pass before seeing who's open. So, yeah, I think having Fultz back should be a massive help just from a playmaking standpoint. 
Um, and Suggs, he's gonna he's gonna start scoring soon. We we saw how good a scorer he was in college level, so it's just gonna take time. And is like people saying he's struggling. He's only struggling on the offensive end. Defensively, yeah. he's been one of the best guards very, in the very league. Good. Um, I think I saw a stat that he was in the top fifteen in the league in terms of uh, plus minus defensively. So when he's on the court, it's fantastic. It's when when he comes off the court and his bench going, that's when we start struggling defensively and uh, they just pile on the points and then our lack of scoring catches up with us and by the time the starting unit's back in, we're down 20, 30 points. Yeah. And that starting unit is still producing at a high level. I think I saw uh, Chris tweet out about maybe an hour or two ago that starting, I think it was the starting fives that have played at least 75 minutes or... or the, the Magic's five of Suggs, uh, Cole Anthony, Wagner, Wendell and Moe, a, a third in terms of their, their net rating, I think. So, yeah, they're still producing on a high level. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when Isaac comes back. I'm sure he's going to start off the bench, but when he gets healthy enough to be in the starter role, who do you take out? Do you, do you shift Wendell to the starting five or do you leave Bambri in and bring Wendell off the bench? I think you'd probably have Wendell start at the five and Bamber off the bench, but mm. it's going to be a tough decision and you don't really want to break up that lineup when they're doing so well. Absolutely. But at the same you- time, I guess, the, the bench is going to benefit, isn't it? The bench at the moment, I think, is one of the worst benches in the whole league. So uh, getting a bit more firepower there will only uh, benefit us. Well, if we can oh, get... The, most, most of the, bench, most of the bench's issues are entirely down to... We're just not getting anything out of us veterans. Harris and Ross have yeah. struggled immensely all year and they're playing all the bench minutes. So when you've got, I think Harris is ranked the worst player in the league right now in terms of plus minus. So when they're not contributing like that, it doesn't matter how good the other three are. If you've got two players in there that are among the worst in the league, you're never going to have a positive lineup with them. Mm. Yep, absolutely. So... To the the Magic then started a five-game road trip uh, travelling to Atlanta, who were in a bit of a slump themselves. Uh, Orlando had a better night shooting the ball, uh, but when the uh, the Magic are trying to go toe-to-toe with the Hawks offensively, um, it didn't really work, and the Magic struggled on the defensive end, something we haven't really seen much uh, over the last few games. Um, Atlanta scored 30-plus in all four quarters, and the uh, the Magic went on to lose 129 to 111. Uh, this game was the first time I tweeted, airing a slight bit of frustration to say that watching the second co- second half was one of those games where you're like, <sighs> my uh, my enthusiasm gets sucked out a little bit watching that second half just because th- I thought they played pretty well in the first half, and when and when they're shooting the ball much better, and you're hanging around in the game, um. They just could never get stops, could they? In that in that second half, to to make a game of it down the stretch. So, guys, what did you think, Paul? I, we just couldn't contain them in the paint, could we? John Collins and Clint Capella just had their way. We got bullied there. Um, Trey Young just consistently stormed his way through the defense to get to the basket um, was it 23 points 24 points from that that he went for 23 on 9 21 yeah yeah Um, it was 
it was just a difficult watch again. Um, I got your frustration, mate, entirely, because that second half we're outscored by 14 points, I think. Um, we we just didn't seem to play to our strengths. Yeah. That was the that was the game where Wendell had a really good start, and then all of a sudden we just stopped feeding him the ball. Um, I think he had another three shots the entire game. Having had a really, really good start, he couldn't miss. Um, and it just made no sense why we weren't giving him opportunities. Uh, you know, the positives, Cole, again, leading the way. Um, career high in assists that night. Uh, we also had good performance from Franz, again, 19 points. Um, and I think this was one of the first ones that we've that we actually started to see a little bit more from Terence Ross. Mm, uh, yeah. He weighed in with 19 points as well. Um, so there were there were some minor positives, but overall it was just a want, want to put in the, in the history books and move on. I, yeah. I wasn't happy with it. I wasn't happy at all. I didn't think spooked? it was too bad. Oh, go on, you go really? Go. <laughs> no. Go on, I'll Luke go first. Go on, Luke. Yeah, I, I, I think the uh, the issue was we were missing Jalen Suggs. So, like, yeah, he's not been contributing offensively, but defensively he's been great. And I don't think it's a coincidence that when he got taken out, well, he was out injured. When he's not playing, then we get torched. We just couldn't stop the Hawks all game. Um, I think what happened with Wendell not getting any more shots, we should have set up players for him, but the Hawks changed the coverage on him. So, he went from being wide open on those threes to start the game to they were they, they changed the rotations on him so he wasn't getting those looks anymore. But we should have drawn up players for him and we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. At the first half we hung with them. But yeah. I think the issue we're finding is that every every quarter, it seems the last minute we just switch off sometimes and the other team goes on a run. Gallinari did it in this one in the first quarter. I think he hit two threes end of the first. Um, they went on a bit of a run just before half time to take uh, is it something like a four point lead or something, and our heads are going to drop. Um, you guys have mentioned Wendell, yeah, he was three of three from downtown to start the game, uh, and as Luke mentioned, they changed the coverage on him. Uh, but you'd like to give him the opportunity, see as he's in the zone, just to try and continue. Uh, you know, you feed the hot hot guy, don't you? Um, but defensively, the job I thought they did on Trey Young without Jalen Suggs restricting him to 9 of 21 shooting I thought he was getting quite frustrated um, John Collins annoyed me um, I thought he got calls all over the place when potentially he shouldn't have uh, he was very aggressive uh, and that's the kind of hard-nosed player he is but I didn't think the officiating was up to scratch in that game um, and to to lose by 18 we're a young team missing Jalen Suggs we're still missing as we know the, the others um, on the road I didn't think it was a bad performance so I wasn't as disheartened as what you boys are I think it's easy to forget that because they've been struggling that they were the Eastern Conference uh, finalists last year losing to the eventual champions um, but I, I, I'm i not when I say I was disappointed and I wasn't happy it wasn't that the team weren't giving effort it wasn't that um we weren't creating opportunities. It was just that 
I, I wasn't happy in, in watching the game. There was a frustration as a fan um, at nothing was, nothing went our way. You've, you've, you've made, you know, reference to some of the calls, um, which, yeah, I, I, I sat here, Mrs. Bacon was uh, telling me to stop swearing at the telly because it was getting a little bit uh, aggressive at certain points. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um <laughs> Go on, tell us more. <laughs> it's a family show, mate. Family show. Um, and you know, we were if, as we were as we were putting shots up. They weren't. You were getting those crappy rolling round, defying gravity, and coming back out. Um, it was, and that's where I was disappointed and annoyed, and uh, found it frustrating to watch, as opposed to it being criticism of the team for a lack of effort or anything of that nature mm. one criticism I do have of the team is why was RJ Hampton not getting the minutes Suggs yeah. is out and yet he played what 14, 15 like yeah, trivial amount of point. minutes whereas Gary Harris is out there for 30 minutes like it's it just yeah it's frustrating. yeah I think that's a very fair point and I heard Philip say this on Locked on Magic earlier in the week when when the Magic are post a uh, yeah, all good, I mate. Think I'm good. E- excellent, yep. excellent. Okay, on to Bing Bong, <laughs> on to the next <laughs> game. So uh, the Magic snapped a three-game losing streak uh, with their second win over the New York Knicks at the Garden this season. The Magic led by five heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, clutch plays down the stretch, including uh, a big Terence Ross steal and a dunk, uh, a huge. Franz Wagner dunk and an and one uh, that had everybody off our feet. And I'm sure that I had all of us excited watching that back. And then we had the big Jalen Suggs steal off of the, uh, off of the Derek Rose pass. And that led to the alley-oop to basically ice the game with the Wendell Carter dunk uh, right at the end. So the magic won 104 to 98 to improve to four and 11 on the season. So guys, come on then. We, we got to enjoy these moments because they, they might not happen very often. <laughs> Come on there, Luke. You would have watched it oh, live, yeah, I would have thought. I, I, yeah, I did watch it live. But like, like I said, pre-recording, I was watching it at the bar and I had like 10 pints. So a little bit hazy by the end. I, was, I don't know if you guys have been there. I was watching it at Wing House. Um, but yeah, fantastic. Can, can we play them every week? <laughs> that's, uh, that's the only way when the record wins. Um, especially when you look at the... Uh, schedule coming up I've not seen many wins in there it's definitely tough up until the end of the year I think we uh, start playing any easier games until January now um, but yeah fantastic just the defensive performance was there right I mean we yeah. only scored 104 points but if you keep a team to sub 100 chances are you're probably going to win and that's exactly what we did and you alluded to it in the Hawks game the fact that we didn't have Jalen Suggs that was a big part of the reason why why we were so good defensively against against the Knicks. Guys? Yep. It's definitely important to us. His defence was massive. Uh, I I would argue that that was up there with his best games in a Magic uniform. Mm-hmm. I thought he played really, really well. Um, I'm not too... I'm, Luke said this earlier, his, his scoring's going to come. Jalen's scoring is going to come. He has had a baptism of fire coming into this league. 
you look at the schedule we've had and the point guards and guards he's gone up against, teams he's gone up against, he has had a baptism of fire. He's consistently scoring double figures, um, but his defence is huge. Um, he will get there. He will get there. And apart from that one really awful turnover where he passed from the corner across the arc to try and get to the centre, um, which I think, if, I can't remember who intercepted it. Was it Derek Rose intercepted it? I think it was. Um, I think it was Kemba, wasn't it? Was it Kemba? Might have been, it was what, I think it was Kemba, you're right. That was the only point where you looked and thought all night, really? Are you, you know, it's, I think as a team, they actually limited the turnovers a little bit more. Um, they weren't, they weren't the live ball turnovers that had been causing us to concede points. I know we still had them, but it didn't feel like it was a consistent problem uh, oh, yeah. the way it has done in some of the other games. But it, that, that was a team win. They won as a team. You look across the, the stats and it's such a, consistent set of figures from from players um you know okay there's the odd there's the odd glaring exception um who didn't contribute much in the box score but uh perhaps their presence was felt on the court mm. um you know uh, uh, again i just one thing you didn't mention mate that i thought was quite important as well was the Cole Anthony three with a minute to go uh in the in the second quarter we turned at uh, point at of half time. Oh, it was at the, yeah. the horn, mate. Was it at the horn? I thought, yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought he'd got, I thought he'd got a minute to go. I thought he'd got about a minute uh, to go. Point, I, I seconds. And then his little brother and sister were screaming at him, yeah, at half court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he'd got about a minute to go. But there we go. But I thought that was a, a big moment as well for us because up to that point. Cole hadn't been playing particularly well. Um, he he'd missed. I know he continued to miss, but he cont- he missed a lot of shots at that point. Um, I mean, his three point shooting was not good all night, but that just seemed to give him a little bit of a spark to get on the offensive end as well. Yeah, um, I thought that was quite an important moment for us. Um, but like you say, <laughs> the there were so many scrambling plays where they were diving about and getting the hands into the passing lane making deflections and that's that's what we saw with you know the Terence Ross steal for, for his dunk and the you know the Jalen Suggs steal uh, to off Derrick Rose to alley for uh, Wendell at the end there were so many important plays um, that typified a team spirit and they came together last night and worked as a team. Um, you know, you, you can you can highlight individual players. You know, Terence Ross producing 19 points again. That's two games running he's produced 19 points. Mm-hmm. But Franz was a star. Franz was an absolute star. What a monster game he had. And I also thought that Tumor was was back to towards his best again last night. Uh, with Wendell getting into early foul trouble. He played extended minutes and really, really matched up well against uh, against Julius Randle. Played him really hard. Yeah. Well, like you said, Paul, 12 turnovers to the Knicks 18 last night. Gee, I've got yeah. a couple of questions for you. But before that, Luke, I want to ask you about the zone 
defence, the magic of playing, because it's something that's been pretty effective for them through the first 14, 15 games of the season. That obviously played a part last night in forcing quite a few turnovers the Knicks were were coughing up. So what what do you think what are you seeing from the from the zone? Um, I, I think we're playing zone defense because it's easy, it's easier for uh, rookie players to to follow that, right? You, you just you just defending a zone. You're not you're not switching out on guys as much. And, uh, well, so you're not you're not given certain tasks. You just this is your role. You, you're simplifying it for the rookies as much as possible. Um, so I think we may. I don't think we'll stay with zone defense like for the full duration of this rebuild. As the guys get more experience, we'll probably change that up. But right now, it's just about simplifying it as much as possible for the rookie guys and the you know second year guys. And it's something the Knicks certainly struggled with last night. G, um, yes. two players I want to ask you about: Julius Randle. How big was it? How how important do you think it was holding him to just thirteen and five last night? And why does Alec Burks hate the magic? <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> um, Julius Randle first. Um, so obviously, as the guys have alluded to, we played uh, a great defensive game. Um, everyone stuck to their tasks. Uh, I'm just having a quick look at the box score before we started. He shot four of 11, which included four of 10 from downtown. So he only actually shot one two-point uh, field goal and he missed it. Uh, he also only got to the line uh one time made one of two so four of 11 shooting all of them three pointers you know we know he can shoot it quite well but that's taken him out of his um, you know he's kind of that bully ball kind of type isn't he and we saw that in the first two times we've played him so to really um, do that to the Knicks I thought it took uh, New York out of its um, way of playing and towards the end of the third quarter, fourth quarter, um, they were heaving a lot and they got lucky with Alec Burks a couple of times. Um, but Julius Randle didn't take a shot for the whole last quarter and his last field goal attempt was 5.29 of the third. Now, if he's your superstar go-to guy, you need to feed him, regardless of how he's playing. He needs to be the uh, instigator of you know, how, how the offence works. Uh, and I was had great delight in listening to uh, Stephen A. Smith, who uh, I like a lot. But um, he this morning or last night was saying that the problem with the Knicks at the moment, they haven't got a first option. They haven't got a section, second option. They've basically got a bunch of third and fourth options on the team. Um, and the offensive um, game plan that Coach uh, Thibodeau, it just isn't working. Uh, but to be honest, we've got to credit ourselves. Um, as guys have mentioned, Jalen Suggs, three steals, Bamba, two blocks, Terrence Ross, two steals, um, and Akiki, Wendell, and uh, Wagner doing a superb job um, on these Knicks. So, um, no, very happy with the um, with the performance and um, the way we uh, kept Julius Randle in check. Um, but just something on what Paul said about Cole Anthony, what I like about Cole is whilst he was struggling, he was still shooting the ball. Yeah. Um, and that and that's what you want because you you know don't let a couple of missed shots just affect your game. Keep shooting it. He's a, he's a quality scorer, um, and they will start dropping. Uh, but he was affecting the box score. You know, uh, I spoke to Mike earlier, and he he get ten rebounds again, some seven eight assists. Yeah. 
So he's um, getting involved in different ways. But um, playing these Knicks is a bit like Cardiff playing Leeds, isn't it, Paul? I went down the rabbit hole, mate. He has. Hey, we're not going there. We're not, talk- we're so, not talking about that. We had 17 game unbeaten run, Cardiff City against Leeds United between 1984 and 2015. Then you won a couple, and now we're on a five game uh, unbeaten run between 2017 and 2020. And there was a couple of wins in there. So, uh, whilst I, we're in I, the championship, I have always said that Cardiff are one of those teams that we, it doesn't matter what league we are in, it doesn't matter what league you are in, if ever we draw you in the FA Cup or anything else, it's like, well, that's the end of us done then. That's it. We've got the, we've got fourth round free. We're not, we're not, you know, I've got fourth round weekend free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right, I, 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 I described last night as, you know, New York couldn't breach the pain um, because of our swarming and disciplined defence, and they put up a lot more threes than they are. They do shoot the three, and they normally average. shoot the three well. But they put up a lot more than they average. Um, and the difference with a lot of those was that we actually defended the three well. A lot of those shots were contested, or we'd cause them to rush the shot at the end of the shot clock because they were just. It was just a a Hail Mary hoping that something came from a from a lost possession because we we took them out of the comfort zone. It was really, really good defensive performance last night. The, the Knicks in general on just struggle with athletic guards. Yeah, the, the, the Knicks, they just struggle against athletic guards. That's what happens. Yeah. I mean, they, they had to take Farnier out. They had to take Kemba out. Um, when you look at where Randall was shooting, he, he had nothing in the paint. It was all three-point shots which was surprising because usually our guys are struggling the paint against guys like that. Yeah. But yeah, they just they kept him, they made him take those three-point shots and he wasn't getting them. Look, I was just going to say... Evan Fournier, five points, mate. We, we made him a non-entity in the game. Yeah. I was just about to say exactly the same. What are your thoughts on Fournier? You're only playing 21 minutes and five points. So... Uh, he had nothing he had nothing last night and that's not a criticism of him because I, I, I think he I do still think he got a hard time from Magic fans when I, and I will still say that we asked him to do more than he than he's capable of and put him out of his comfortable position um, but last night they they that we played him off the court and literally played him off the court because he as you've just said G what was it 21 minutes yeah. yeah, yeah, and there was yeah. nothing, nothing obvious injury wise or anything like that. I saw or any updates around it. Uh, well, I don't think he was in. He wasn't in the fourth quarter whatsoever, right? Or like no. for the no. last ten minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, David and Jeff said it, didn't they, during the broadcast? When 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 the Knicks win games, he's averaging fifteen. When mm-hmm. they're losing games, he's averaging was it nine nine or less? Nine. And, uh, He's kind of a barometer for, for when they're playing well, I guess. So, yeah, bing bong. We can enjoy that one. <laughs> Are you going to do ref rant on this game, uh, Mike? Yeah, go on then, G. Let's have our weekly weekly ref rant then. <laughs> go on, then. We need to get a jingle for it, you know. <laughs> Play your little bing uh, bong, G. Hang on, hang on. You... No, I've got my phone's put away now. Um, in fairness, it's not just me who, agree, who thinks this for last night, is it? 
because some of the calls no, are absolutely. I seem to think that Absolutely. I sent one or two uh, messages when we were watching it this morning. Yeah. That timeout on that loose ball, there's no way the Nick had possession, for starters. Cole getting hacked left, right and centre. Then there was another um, play. He was being literally... Obi Toppin had a one-arm extension on him on an offensive rebound. Did we see that one? Yeah. Um, the review on the Wagner flagrant. Sorry. He was, oh, dude. <laughs> what about the okay, I'm gonna. Did you think that Randall actually jumped into him? There was an element of Randall jumping into 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 Colt into uh into Franz. No, I'm not sure. sure I, I don't reaction. even know. I was just flabbergasted by it all, to be honest with you, mate. <laughs> mate uh, for, but for me, the worst call was the one that got Wendell no. his third foul. Yeah, that was the worst yeah, call a, of the night. That's um, on the list as well. You know, he got. He got he got hit on the way to the basket twice, and we did he didn't get a, get a call. He was fouled on the way to the basket twice, and then okay, perhaps there was a little foul on the way to recover the rebound by Wendell. But you know what? That was the worst one by far. I can understand but you call the first the foul, frustration. Yeah, I can understand the frustration that he's showing because he seems to be getting one or two. Poor calls made against him, and I think you said, Mikey, uh, when we were talking yesterday, Franz as well. He's he's seems to get game, one or two. Every game he seems to uh, get hacked, and nothing gets called. Luke, do you want to join in? Is that just? Us, is that, I was going to say, is that just <laughs> us, Luke? <laughs> no, no. It's not, so it's it's always been a problem with the magic because you you earn the ref calls right through good play, and rookies get rookie guys never get. They just they don't get calls. You don't get calls until you get to that superstar level. Um, and I don't know if this because refs are intimidated by the more veteran guys, but it just always happens. Young teams don't get the calls until they start winning games and get the respect from the referee. And we've always had that issue because we haven't been a winning team very often. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can also always see Cole Anthony's always in the, in the referee's ear, which I like. And I think eventually, you know, he's the one that might get us over and we might start getting calls. He might start getting calls. A bit more respect. I mean, his free throw rate is pretty high, I think, at least compared to the rest of the team. So, yeah, I agree with that. He's, he's going to start getting calls. 80 percent, isn't he? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, how many he gets a game? I think he gets like... What, oh, sorry. Five, yeah. five or six. Game or something like that. Yeah. 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 Sorry, mate. Yeah, cool. So, referent done. Bing bong. Right. That's going to move us on to each segment now for the rest of the episode. So, Luke, so we are, so obviously you told us about your magic fandom. So, you've been a fan since 2012. So, tell us who's your favorite player? Who's your favorite current player? Who's your favorite all time magic player? Maybe it's just in the time you've been following the team. Have you got any like favorite yeah. memories? <laughs> Um, so my, my favorite player right now is he's kind of worked his way out of being my favorite player. It was Jonathan Isaac, but yeah. the off the court stuff is really off putting for me. So right now my favorite player is probably Cole Anthony. Um favorite moment, uh probably that the DJ Augustine uh three pointer to win the playoff game. That was yeah. crazy when that happened. So um and that that was the uh, first time I got to experience the playoffs too. So that was absolutely fantastic. 
Um, what, what was the other question? Um, and, and what's your favourite memory? I'm guessing it, it ties in with the same thing. What? Where yeah, were yeah. you for that for that game one? Were you on? Was it Wall Street? Uh, Wall Street. Yeah. yeah, I was on Wall Street. Yeah. Great stuff. So, Great stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't win any of the home games. I was at the home games in the arena, but we just didn't win any of those. I, I honestly thought we had a chance after that win, and then I'm like. Once we got into, once we got them back on home court, I'm like, oh, maybe we'll, if we can split this at home. But obviously, then they just steamrolled us the rest of the way. And, Game and three think, was good. Game three was competitive. Yeah, we were we were close there. We came back really well in that fourth quarter. Yeah, but the, the, the other three games were not so much. Oh God, yeah, they <laughs> yeah. <laughs> game game four when we were there, the atmosphere just died in the building. Uh, very very quickly now yeah. that was it, you knew where that was going very in, in the first quarter you knew exactly what we were going to get that night yeah I, I was kind of glad that they then went on to win it all because it it didn't make me feel as bad about us losing but, but if they'd like gone out the next round I'd have been pretty frustrated but I do wonder if he was sat here playing his symbols <laughs> I've lost where we were completely <laughs> yeah <laughs> Luke I was going to ask you about Terence Ross um, you know in the last three games three of the last four games he's hit double figures uh, 17 and 19 two 19s and the other game was a 7 um, we've seen him struggle for most of the season apart from the first three games where he had good scoring games what are you seeing from him that's a little bit different that's perhaps giving you a little bit more hope with him at the moment uh, his shots are just going down there, there was a stretch where he just didn't seem to want to shoot threes anymore he was just uh, taking like long twos but now he's his shots are actually falling he's shooting threes again um, I don't want to say it's effort related because I really love Ross but sometimes he's looked pretty half-hearted out there this season. Mm. Um, so I don't know if it's just because he's having to play with rookies, he knows that this is a rebuilding year. And it's like, well, I do I really want to go all out in a team that's ultimately going to lose and maybe he thinks he's going to be gone by trade deadline. don't know if that plays into it, but we definitely need more contribution from him. And he's, recently he's done it, uh, but we need that every game. We need him to be getting, you know, 14, 15 points every game. Um, he's also been really lacking on defence this year. Usually, he was, he's, ne he's never been a fantastic defender, but he always put in the effort. Um, and this year, I'm not really seeing that from him. He just doesn't... It's just everything's half-hearted. Uh, but hopefully, he turns that around and keeps up his current runner form. Cool. Um, so Luke, let's talk rotation and what we're actually seeing out there. We've touched upon this a little bit earlier. Um, RJ Hampton, I think we all feel should get a bit more playing time. Uh, perhaps maybe Gary Harris a little bit less. Uh, what are your thoughts on how that rotation should be playing? Should we play Gary, Gary Harris at all or should he just be like Robin Lopez is? I, I mean, ideally, I would take him out of the rotation. I'd give Hampton more minutes and then split his additional minutes across um, Suggs and Anthony. Um, what I'd really like us to do is just try play RJ Hampton at the small forward just to see if he can or not. I mean, it's already a rebuilding year. We're already losing games. We've got nothing to lose by throwing it out and see just see if it works. He's, he's apparently grown over the off-season, so... There's no harm in trying it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. At least then we know for 
when we're actually trying to win games. So I really don't understand why we're playing Harris as much as we are. Um, it's not even like we're building trade value because we're putting him out there. He's playing awful. He's yeah. zero trade value right now. Uh, basically, his only value to us is by traded line, he's got that 20 million expiring contract. So if we need it to match salaries, he's going to be a good match. Um, but if he's still on the team after trade deadline, I think he's going to be bought out. Bought out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how happy are you with Mo Bamba's progress this year? Uh, what have you liked and what do you want to see more out of Mo? Um, I, I really like everything. I, honestly, unexpected because I didn't think he'd play this well. Um, just from the previous years we'd seen him play, I thought he'd struggle, but he's playing fantastically. He's, his three-point shooting is great. Um, obviously, he gets out-muscled a lot under the basket because of his frame, but I don't think he can really put the additional weight on because his strength is his mobility, and if he puts on if he puts on additional weight, he's going to lose that mobility. So I think he just needs to put on a little bit of muscle, but doesn't need to pile it on. Like Kind of like how, obviously, he's not Shaquille O'Neal, but how Shaq was slim for us and then piled on weight elsewhere. He doesn't need to do anything drastic like that. Uh, I think it's just going to come with playing time. He hasn't played uh, a whole lot, so he's got to get better as he plays. Defensively, he's just... He doesn't have the same feel for the game as, say, like uh, Isaac or Wagner, so he just needs the minutes to improve defensively. Um, but he's certainly getting that. He's uh, a lot better than I expected this year. And it'll be interesting to see what happens when he hits restricted free agency because we've paid Wendell. Um, can we pay him the same? Uh, I don't think he's going to get the same contract as Wendell. I think Wendell's a better player than him now. So is he going to walk to... Well, he doesn't get the option to walk because we have his rights. But if he gets an offer for 10 to 15 million, are we going to match it when he's going to be coming off the bench? I, I just don't know. Um I, I think he's he's start a level, but I just don't know if that's going to be for us full time. I'd like to see us get him to like maybe a you know, I don't know three year thirty million contract, thirty five million something like that. Um, but obviously he's restricted, so it's whatever the market offers him. And stretch fives who can hit three pointers at forty percent, someone's going to pay money for them. There's always a rotation spot for a centre that can hit forty percent from three. So, so well, you've you've already kind of half answered my my next question is going to be how much would you pay for him? So, um, how much would you be happy to to bring him back for? Or, you know, what what's the sum you'd let him go? Uh, anything over sort of ten to twelve million is that's kind of the top of the range for me because I just don't think you can have thirty million tied up in centers if they're not all star level. And, yeah. you know, we're already got, I mean, Wendell Carter Jr.'s contract is fantastic. But if we're having yeah. to pay more similar money, then that's a lot of money tied up in centres who there's only so many minutes to go around. So, I don't know, somewhere around the mid-level exception, you know, can get him between 10, 10 9, 10 million over three years. Uh, that'd be great. So, 9, 10 million per year over three years is what I'd want to say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I'd probably go. I'd push it out to 15, 16, me. I, I think he's great. Stretch, stretch four, five, and he can play defense. Uh, he just needs a bit more of a motor, doesn't he? 
and yeah. being with Cole Anthony yeah, but- should should give you that. It's his mate. Um, well, there we go. So I mean, uh, I'd like to see anyone- team. Bamba's really going to benefit from Fultz being back because his issues yeah. in previous seasons were he was always playing with backup point guards so he, he didn't have a playmaker. Um, obviously, Cole helps because of the chemistry there but when Fultz is on the court, he's going to see a lot more lobs. He's going to get more openings, I think. So I think his point scoring will improve a lot when Fultz is back. Um, and Suggs is obviously going to benefit a lot from Fultz being back because it'll take some of the playmaking duties away from him and he can focus on the things that he's better at rather than just the place where he's struggling right now but yeah uh, I guess we'll see we'll see how the city if he can keep up this player for the full year if he improves or honestly I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded uh, the deadline if he keeps up this player and a deal comes in he, he's going to be one of the players that if we have to trade one of the young guys he's probably one of the ones that is going to be on the block just because we've paid Wendell already. Mm. Do you think Jonathan coming back, touch wood, healthy, and, and he puts his injuries behind him, do you think that makes Mo more expendable as well? Uh, yes, it- but only if we show willingness to play Isaac at the five. Because mm. really, it's, it's five, because Wendell can play the four, you can still get more 25, 30 minutes a game if Isaac's back. Um, I think when I think when Isaac comes back, the person who's going to possibly lose minutes is it's going to be uh, probably Harris because you'll shift brands more to the three spot. Um, probably Tumor. I don't think Tumor will get as many minutes as he is now once once Isaac's back. Um, Wendell might lose a couple, but you know he's he's playing like what 32, 30, 32. Now, he'll probably get scaled back to like 27, 28. Mo will probably lose a few minutes, but he's still going to get 25 plus minutes, I think. So how soon do you think we see J.I. and Markel? (sighs) They they should be playing now, man. With Fultz, I understand it, right? So Fultz is like 9 to 11 months. He's he's on the cusp of it. It's the J.I. one that's frustrating because... Right now, we're at, what, 16 months since surgery? It's yep. unprecedented. Yep. E- even with a setback, he still should be back by now. So there's definitely something they're not telling us. Uh, I think from what Isaac said previously, he's expecting about Christmas, which would put us at like 17, 18 months, which is just crazy. Um, unless they come out and say, you know, some science model says if you get X amount of recovery, from this injury then it helps prevent, prevent reoccurrence and so we're just taking the safety, safest uh, possible route but it's just the lack of information from the front office there's just no timelines ever we just need information if they just tell us okay this is what's going on we can accept that um, but they just don't give us the information it's the most frustrating part of our front office the lack of information but I think it's yeah. to protect the players just in case they do have a setback, but at this point, when it's been that long, you have to tell us something. You just have to. I had this conversation with a couple of people on Twitter yesterday, I think it was, um, about the lack of information. And I feel like John Hammond coming out in the off-season and saying that they, the front office hoped that Markel would be back ready for the beginning of the season. I think that 
put a bit of a bit more pressure on the whole situation. And then when you consider there was a five month gap between the two of them tearing their ECL, I think that sort of adds yep. to the to the frustration, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, look uh, Clay Thompson's going to be back. Clay Thompson tore his ACL, tore his Achilles, and he still might be back before Jonathan Isaac. And a torn Achilles is a way worse injury than an ACL. That's a, that's potentially career-ending, unless you're Kevin Durant and just go on to be even better after <laughs> getting a torn Achilles. But yeah, it's, I just wish they'd tell us something. I, I don't know about you, I, I kind of like the fact that they keep everything hush-hush. It'll happen when it happens and then mm. I, I prefer nobody knows you don't get a, a Woj bomb or Shams saying this that and the other um, I, I don't know I just prefer it hush hush nobody say anything and um, it'll happen when it happens but yeah Again, I get your frustration though it is it has been a it, very long time, time with JR I, I think it can be counterproductive though as well G in that We've now got this situation where we're all asking, well, why? Why is this? Why is this? Mm. Um, other team, you don't have to be entirely open about this is the problem, this is where we're at. But you could just give some indication that he's making progress and he is cleared for this. Um, or there's been a, a minor setback, but we're hoping that it's only by two or three weeks and then we'll be back onto the programme just something that lets people know that there isn't a bigger problem in the background and I I, I, I'm say I think that there is still an element of it's easier for him not to be involved because of the stance on the COVID vaccine than trying to work it out having him so I think there's an element of convenience there as well Right, because as soon as he me, comes back, he has to go through the non-vax protocol, whereas now yeah. he doesn't have to. And that non-vax protocol is brutal. So I can get why he would try to lay things. But a couple of guys have said to me, he just doesn't seem like that type of guy. He wants to be back as soon as possible. So I really hope that isn't playing into it. But when the dog gives any information, people are going to talk about Those stuff like questions. that. Yeah. Right. Now, hang on. If he, The thing is, on the, on the team's perspective now, right, we want to bring people along. We want to develop players. We don't want him to play 82 games this season. We don't because we don't want anything to reoccur, do we? No, I know that, but we don't want anything to reoccur, do we? So if it's, uh, you know, if he comes back around Christmas time, January, whatever it is, um, then you've got three, four months that he gets some good playing time, um, builds himself back up, then he gets a full off season and then back next year when when we know we're not going to be competitive this year so I kind of get the stance are you saying he's oh I can get the stance mate I can understand the stance I can understand the stance Mm. definitely but I get the frustration I get the frustration but I can see why we're doing it but at the end of the day we all want them back healthy without any setbacks when they eventually get back on the court it's yeah like I said, it's the lack of information is the most frustrating thing. So, yeah. Okay, right. So support today's episode and visit Fanatics UK using our affiliate link in the description. Uh, shop officially licensed sports jerseys, merchandise and fan apparel, including the NBA, the NFL, MLB, football and rugby. 
Um, it's also available with international shipping. So if there's items on the UK site that you can't get in the US, they will ship abroad as well. Uh, you can use our discount code MAGICUK10 at the checkout for 10% off your entire order, or you can use one of the discount. Cool. All right, Luke? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So on to the week ahead and our predictions. Uh, so quick looking back at last week, uh, the Magic went 0-3. Gary, Jake, myself and Paul all went 2-1. and So we were wrong and Garrett went 1-2, and who you were also wrong. So uh, a little update, Paul and G are 2-2 two and two on the season and I am uh, carrying the wooden spoon at the moment with 1-3. and three. Don't worry, I'll take it back from you, pal. Mate, there's plenty of weeks Eventually, left By yet. the time it's done, by the time it's done, you know that wooden spoon is wending its way to Mansfield. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. There's a long way to go. Um, so we record our next episode on Sunday. Um, like I said earlier in this show, we were supposed to record on Monday. We're, we're trying to record every sort of week, um, but we don't record until next Sunday. So instead of covering six games, we're just going to cover the two on Sunday uh, up until up until then with the Nets and the Bucks. So the Magic play the Nets on Friday, which is a half past midnight tip off in the UK uh, or Saturday, early hours of Saturday morning. And then on Saturday night, Sunday morning, the Magic then travel to Milwaukee for the first of two games against the Bucks, which is a 1 a.m. tip off. So the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are currently 11 and 5. Uh, they are five and three at home and they have won eight of the last 10 games. And the Milwaukee Bucks are struggling to start the season. They're seven and eight. Uh, at home, they're two and four. Um, so that might swear a few predictions in a minute. Um, and they are winners of the last, well, they've only won four of their last 10 games. So the Bucks are, uh, are struggling at the moment. They did so, beat the Lakers though. So that was... That's good. always a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Always. Well, apart from LeBron hasn't been playing lately and he's ruining my fantasy basketball. He's <laughs> the, the same, Luke. Yeah. Last week, I think I faced you last week, G, didn't I? And uh, you, you were did. tinkering with your team and you just edged me out. But I had Brandon Ingram was injured, Larry Markinum was injured and LeBron was out. So I had no chance of beating you last week. I know. But, but you got You're a jinx, Marky. It looks like you're a jinx on players. What can I say? I had Markel Fultz injured and Jonathan Isaac injured, so, you know. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Good stuff. So, guys, predictions for the week. I'll start with Luke. Are you going 2-0? and Against the Nets and the Bucks. I think we're going to go 1-1. One one. I, I, okay. I think we might sneak one of them, so 1-1. One one. I like it. Um, I, do I need to say which one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the Nets I, th- I think we'll, we'll beat the Nets maybe they'll rest some players or something like that but yeah I, I think beat the Nets and probably lose to the Bucks Paul? Mm, I'd love to uh, I'd like to think that we're finally going to break that run that we've been on against the Bucks um, I'm going to go one and one and we beat the Bucks like it, I love it. Paul. Let's get out of there. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy being in a leading position. I'm trying to get myself back down to the wooden spoon area. <laughs> <laughs> at least you come away with something at the end of the season. This is true. 
What about you, G? Two. What are you going for? Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a realist. 0-2. Um, uh, the Nets had a, their way with us and I think the Bucks have got too much for us. Um, so let's keep it short and sweet and 0-2. And, and, um, let's just hope for a good performance and we uh, put up a good fight. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go 0-2 as well because... I need Paul to join me at the bottom with the wooden spoon. So <laughs> I've, I've got to be different to you this week. <laughs> we got to get different. Yeah, but we're gonna, are we going to go two and zero, oh, boys? Then everyone will remain where they were. Yeah, I, yeah. I will when, we, when we're walking away with with a, with a with a three game winning streak on the road, on the road. In what I call the road trip of death on uh, magic moments, I don't know if you noticed. I didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> you should read it. You should read it, mate. <laughs> That's why I get so many wrong. Is that where I'm going wrong? <laughs> I don't read them. Hey, yeah. No, I, I think Owen too. Um, we, we've got our win for like a week or two, so uh, well, I, I've got to go with G on this one. Owen two this week. So, okay, bing bong. That wraps up uh, this week's episode. Luke, thank you very much, mate, for uh, for taking the time and joining us. We really appreciate you coming on. Hope you had a good time, yeah. mate. Yeah, I definitely did. And ask me on any time. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So for, for those who aren't following you, where can uh, people follow you on Twitter, Luke? Um, it's just straight up my name so at Luke Jaleel which is J-A-L-I-L excellent excellent good man well thank you as always for uh, watching and listening uh, like I said we're, we'll be recording again on Sunday night um, to wrap up the uh, recap the Bucks in the next games uh, for the latest news make sure you visit our website orlandomagicuk.com you can also follow us on Facebook Instagram Twitter and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel all at Orlando Magic UK subscribe to the podcast leave us your comments um, and, and any questions you might want us to ask on, on a future episode um, and from Geraint Paul and me until next week go Magic Bing bong. Come-